This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. We're back with more Tapped Out with Brendan Tobin and Sean Levine on the BetQL Network. All right, so there's a lot of great fights that we know are coming up, and we're going to cover those here on Tapped Out on the BetQL Network. We will UFC into the future coming up at the top of the 6 o'clock hour. That's East Coast time. I don't know where you are. So coming up. In about 40 minutes, we'll take care of that. But right now, let's play a little game, guys, called What Are the Odds? Let's talk about some future fights that we want to see and then what the actual odds would be. So going into the break, we were talking about Hamzad Jemayev. Heck, it feels like everybody in the fight world is talking about Hamzad right now. I think the one that we're going to see, BT, is Colby. First, do you agree with that? Is that the most likely fight next for Hamzad? Uh, the only thing that the only thing that I think it should be, but uh, Cole, you never know with Colby. Like what what can get him into the octagon? Like he is kind of picky when it comes to uh, to getting his fights and making those things happen. So that's the only thing I think would stop it. But it makes all the sense in the world. I, I would love to see that fight. Why would he? If he's picky though, and he's given this opportunity, he would snatch it. I mean, it's not a championship fight, but it's as big of a name that you can beat right now. He'd be crazy not to take the fight. Um, I, I don't know. Cause I would say like, first of all, it's a big challenge. He's a guy who doesn't get pay-per-view points as we found out, you know, going into this type of thing. That's a main event type of night. So like, does he wait out and say, all right, do I take on Hamzat? Do I, you know, with his grappling ability or do, you know, maybe he likes a, a matchup against a Vicente Luque more somebody like that. Okay. Let's say that it ends up being Hamzat versus Colby. All right. Let's say both guys are healthy. So we see that fight. Let's call it five, six months down the road. What do you think the odds would be? Who do you think would be? Now that we've seen Hamzad take a little bit of adversity in the octagon, who do you think's even favored in that fight? Um, I feel like Colby should be favored in that fight still, but I feel like the initial odds would come out, and I feel like Hamzad would be like a slight favorite. Like I like I think that it would just kind of lean towards him, and I think people would probably jump on Colby because they they know the type of value that's there, but. Um, no, from my standpoint, I, I feel like Colby should be favored in that just because of the experience, because of how good he is. But I just feel like he's not the champ, so I don't feel like he gets the rub quite yet against Hamzat, where Hamzat's got all the buzz behind him. Yeah, I think this last Gilbert Burns fight was a really good frame of reference for whoever he fights, whether it's, you know, I, I don't know, Leon Edwards or any of the other guys we're talking about, Colby, Kamaru, who, like literally whoever it is. I think you're going to have to compare what would that guy be against Gilbert Burns and what was that guy if they have fought Gilbert Burns. Um, I, I think he would come into this fight as a decided dog, like a plus 180 Hamzat would come in. Um, really? And then you, yeah, I, I think so. I mean, after this, like when you when you think about how bad he looked at the end of that fight in terms of 
he was really lagging out there. You could see that the the fight had worn on him against a guy like Colby. I, he he eats you for breakfast uh, when when we're taking the round four and five. So that's how I view it. No, actually, real quick, I agree with you. I agree with you. I think because of what we saw, like, I think that Colby is a better fighter than, and I think most people would agree, even after we just saw Burns, Colby's a better fighter than Burns. It's close, but Colby's a better fighter than Burns. And we saw Burns give Hamzad everything he wanted. So if there was a guy that was a little bit better than him, which I think Colby is, I think Colby wins the fight there for BT. He comes in as like a slight favorite, which puts Hamzad, like Jake said, like a plus 180. I'm with him. Yeah, but here's the thing, though. I, I think that while you're saying, yeah, in, in resume and all that standing, that Colby's a better fighter, but I just feel like his one of his keys to being a great fighter is he's got to be able to take some guys down. He does need to have that that you know changing levels to keep guys guessing. We saw with Gilbert, he couldn't he couldn't get Hamzat down, you know, very much. Like it was it was a struggle. Like he had to sit in that kitchen and bang with him. Um, I you know, I, yeah, you do that against a, a guy like Kamara Usman. You know, you you're able to, to go back and forth a little bit, but I don't know, man. I, I feel like that's a that's a dangerous game that Colby's playing with Hamza. I feel like in my mind, Gilbert's got a little bit more danger in those hands than than Colby does. Colby's just a lot of volume and wear you out and has to has to really, really step on the gas, which you know he's capable of. Like we know that he is able to go all five rounds, but I think that's a dangerous game you're playing. It almost feels like it would end up very much like the first Usman fight where maybe he's got his jaw broken in the middle of it. I feel like Hamzad's stock went up. I feel like there's no question that, I mean, Gilbert Burns' stock, I think, went way, way up. And I think that now when it comes to Hamzad versus Usman, the general thinking is he probably isn't there just yet because Usman would be way too big of a favorite. You know, and I'm guilty of this. Just a couple of weeks ago, I said on this very show, on this network, that I think that Hamzad would win the fight. Well, I'm taking that back. I don't think he'd win the fight, and I think that he would go in – as a pretty sizable underdog against Kamara Usman. And I don't think that that's the one they want to make right now. It makes more sense to slow roll it, make sure Hamzad is that guy. There's still a couple of guys that Usman can either run it back or take care of the first time, like Leon, the fight that he's actually got lined up. So to me, man, like if we actually saw, if this actually happened and they said, all right, sorry, Leon, we screwed you in the past. We're screwing you again. It's just how it goes, man. And we're going to have Hamzad fight Usman. That's the fight we want to see. I'm telling you guys, I think Usman comes in at like a minus 350, minus 400. I think that for me, I'm looking at it, and I think that what makes Kamaro a little bit better than Colby is just his adaptability. I feel like we've seen a lot of his game grow since becoming champion. Like, I think we've seen a guy who's been a better striker, just a little bit more dangerous. Colby has one thing that he's very, very good at and and just has a style that's just overwhelming. Um, I just don't know if that works against a guy like Hamzad. I, I feel like that because of Hamzad's grappling ability, I think that he he could find some elements where he would struggle. I think that, you know, yeah, you you go in there with a guy like Kamara Usman, you could stand a bang. But, you know, K Kamara Usman, I think the kind of striker that he is, you know, from their first fight to now, he's a way better fighter. And oh, yeah. we've we've seen his ability to take a punch and obviously deliver some serious punish, uh, punishment like he did against Gilbert, like he did against Jorge Masvidal. So I just feel like we're seeing a guy just get better and better and better. That's why I feel like, yeah, he should be a favorite. I still don't think it would be as over. I think it would be a sizable favorite. I don't know if it would be like Volkanovski level. Like, I don't think it's going to be something like that against Hamzat. But the reason why I feel like it would be much more tilted is I just feel like he's got, he's just, 
every time we see him, it feels like he's got another thing that he's added to his game. And that, that just is the sign of a great champion. Like he's never the same, he's never the same guy that we've seen the last time around. He's just gotten, he's tweaks up a little bit better. Yeah. That was actually what I was going to bring up is, you know, this could all flip if the next time we see Hamzat, he has a much more refined kickboxing game and it's not just, okay, we get in there, try and get to plan A, can't get to plan A, let's kind of brawl a little bit. You know, that'll get you put out by a guy like Kamaru Usman. So to go up against Kamaru, I think Kamaru, I agree with you. It's not going to be Volk level. It would be like a minus, like, I don't know, 300, minus 280, um, that that range of favorite. And I, I think if, Kum- if Hamzat, excuse me, does add that to his game, there's no reason he can't be Usman if he is like a – I'm not going to put him at like an Israel Adesanya level, but similar skills where you can add the punching and kicking in a manner that doesn't leave you gassed by round three. If Usman was to beat him, though, like if we saw that fight, and let's say, because at some point we're going to see it. If, if Hamzat keeps winning, we'll see that fight. And if he takes on Usman, and if Usman beats him and dusts him like we've seen him do to a lot of people, that's what he does most of the time. Like, think about it. The Gilbert Burns fight, fights like that weren't even close. Then for Usman, man, I don't know. I don't know what you do besides get talked about in the GOAT conversation, maybe step up and take on – I don't know what you do at that point because if he takes on Hamzad, then he's taking care of the old guard, the current yep. guard, and the new guard. Like, I almost feel like the UFC BT is doing what they can to make Chimaev as close to ready when he fights Usman as possible. That's not now. Well, that's that. Uh, you know, Jake brings up a good point about it, it maybe refining his skills, not being gassed. It, it's possible, like when you're a guy who hasn't uh, gone the deep waters, or you don't feel like you're gonna anybody can touch you or dust you or face any adversity. You know, maybe he, maybe he, there was a level at him that took Gilbert Burns lightly. Like he just felt like this guy. You know, as, as great as his resume is, like ah, he's small. I'm not gonna have any trouble with him. And so, I think that when you look at his performance, you may see a guy that is better prepared the next time he goes around. He definitely needs his next fight. I, I do think this, his next fight does definitely have to be a five rounder. I think that, I don't know if he's ready to main event a pay-per-view, but he certainly like, they should put him like on an ABC or something big to, to, and, and obviously that wouldn't be for the title, but I, I think that a Luke or a Colby Covington main event, five rounds, Hamzat, I, I think that'd be a, a huge thing for him, for his career. And would be important if you're going to talk about fighting for the championship. You'll see Luque coming up tonight, actually. Vicente Luque, minus 178, the favorite in the main event, taking on Bilal. Remember the name, Hamid, at plus 150. So, believe it or not, the Hamzat Burns fight wasn't the only one that happened last Saturday, although it's the one everybody's talking about. But after that, it was so late. Let's be honest. Everybody was asleep. We saw Sterling take on Jan, and Sterling actually won the fight. Not a lot of people thought that that could happen. A lot of people, including the boss, were saying, ah, Jan got robbed. So let's say we see that fight for a third time. And let's say that we see it next. So it's Sterling Jan 3, and we see it coming up in six months. My question, you know what I'm going to ask you, what are the odds? At that point, who's the favorite? I, st- I still think that uh, – I still think we got Jan as being a pretty sizable favorite. I do. Like, really? I do think – yeah, because I do think that – like, I think that narrative that Dana White put out there – I just feel like it's going to be one of these things where even even as we saw a very big hole in his game that Sterling was able to take him down with ease for a couple of times. Now, you know, I, I do wish that I do think that there needs to be this a little bit more of a killer instinct from from Aljamain. It almost felt like he was ready to run out the clock after that third round. Um, 
So that's still a big issue for him if he goes up against Jan, because Jan does get better as the fight goes on. Even Aljamain admitted he got his butt kicked in those in those uh, those last couple rounds. So I just think for me, um, you know, now he's probably going to refine some things, and then if Aljo doesn't get him this time around, all right, then what are we talking about? So I don't know. What about you, Jake? Jake, you uh, told I, us it was gonna. You told us put some money down on Aljamain Sterling. It ended up being. Aljamain Sterling, take your tickets to the window and get paid. He won the first time around. He won the second time around. Now our boy BT saying, no, no, no. He's still the heavy underdog. What's up? Yeah, I think we would see the odds if there was a third fight revert back to close to the first fight where I think it was minus 140 on plus 120 for Sterling. Uh, So I guess by that regard, I I do believe Sterling would come in as a very slight dog, like a plus 110, plus 120. And I'd probably bet on him again, but like I don't know if I'd feel good about that because because it's not as juicy as it was last time, right? Like, yeah. you, what, like when you're talking about the numbers that you were getting him at for as good a fighter he is, oh okay, yeah, absolutely. Like, but one, yeah. now I'm talking like, all right, if it's close like that, I don't know, man. Like, I've seen a lot of rounds between these guys, and yeah, maybe he won. I mean, I could see the argument for it. I definitely, you know, I I thought that he was gonna win. You know, I, he was the guy that I thought would upset that week too, but. I thought that he was actually going to submit him. I didn't think that he could go the distance with him. Um, so I just think that for, for him, he definitely looked physically better in this one. That clearly was a, a big point of emphasis going into the second fight. Can he improve even more? And can you do that? If, if, if an element of this was, I need to up my strength, can you fuel that through for five rounds? Because a lot of guys can't do that. It's usually you either got to go with the strength and you're probably going to have a gas tank for about three rounds or you got to hone it back a little bit so you can go through the five rounds and be as effective. But the problem is, I think it's almost like, what's the gamble for him? Because you are you ever going to be better than Jan in the fourth and fifth round? Probably not. If you're talking trilogies, you got to talk about the biggest one that's a possibility. That would be Diaz versus Conor McGregor three. Now, we all know what happened in the first couple of fights. The question is, which one did you enjoy more? I've always been uh, Diaz versus Conor one guy. But my best friend tells me I'm crazy and it should be Connor versus Diaz too. Who do you think's favored? Let's say this is the comeback fight. Let's say we see Connor. Let's say it's four months down the line, five months down the line. Both guys come back fully healthy. Let's say it's on what's neutral territory. So get all that out of the way. Who do you think's favored for the trilogy? I honestly think this is like the only fight Connor comes, but maybe against maybe like Don Cerrone. I think this is the only fight I think he would be favored in. Um, just I don't think Nate's been very good lately. I think Nate has been showing himself to be a bit of a punching bag. Obviously, he's unbelievably popular. The, if, if, if the odds weren't in Connor's favor, I would say that's just an idea of people just think that he's washed and they don't think he's coming back from the injury the same. But I just think on the other side of it, yeah, it's a cool rivalry. But Nate Diaz has not looked fantastic, and especially against really good strikers like Jorge Masvidal and Leon Edwards. The crazy thing about this one, Jake, is when it comes to betting, people love betting on both these guys. The guy, everybody in this room loves betting on both of these guys. So you're going to get two-way action. I actually think that this is the ultimate case of a pick em. Just throw it out there. It's a very close fight. Both guys won against each other in the past. Both guys, like BT said, the last, I would say, couple of years, obviously aren't the same guy they were the last time we saw them. Just call it a pick em and see what kind of action you get. 
Yeah, actually, it's what the last one, the second fight closed at, uh, I believe it was minus 130 for McGregor, plus 100 for Nate Diaz. I'm not going to, this is like the peak of like try hard fandom, like just watch because you used to like me and I used to be good. Uh, I might, I might boycott this fight because this is clearly a money grab from the UFC. So I don't know if I can put a line on it. I would probably bet on McGregor if there was one. You're talking about it like it's Mayweather Pacquiao, like I wanted to see it a few years ago, so I'm not going to watch. Speaking of Pac-May, let's talk a little boxing next because we've got the best boxing guy. Well, at least that I know. He's Brendan Tobin, and we're going to do a boxing breakdown coming up next. I'm Sean Levine, and you're tapped out right here on the BetQL Network.